Hi there and welcome to Revitalise, the everyday audio bible with me, your host, Lulu Lincoln. Today I'll be reading from Genesis 23, Psalm 23 and Matthew 23. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you never change. Father, I face so many challenges just in this one morning and you reminded me that you are with me you have not forsaken me that you are god of all flesh you're the god of abraham the god of isaac the god of jacob and you are also my god and you comforted me and reminded me that you do not fail and even when we fail and when when we have not met the mark or we are overwhelmed you are not overwhelmed by our hardship or our challenges because nothing moves you you are immovable and unshakable and unquestionable in your goodness towards us and I'm most grateful for that this morning Holy Spirit would you lead me again as I read your word as I encourage people may your name be praised may you be glorified in this May hearts be drawn towards you. And may you, may you reveal yourself to those who are willing and to those who are unwilling, Father, soften their hearts so they would be born again. My God, my God and my King, I thank you for this very, very special privilege of being able to share your word again today. In Jesus' name. Genesis 23. Sarah lived 127 years, and this was the length of the life of Sarah. Sarah died in Kiriath Arba, and that is Hebron in the land of Canaan, and Abraham went to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Then Abraham stood up before his dead wife's body and spoke to the sons of Heth, the Hittite, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner, a resident alien among you. Give and sell me property for a burial place among you so that I may bury my dead in the proper manner. The Hittites replied to Abraham, Listen to us, my Lord. You are a prince of God, a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our graves. None of us will refuse you his grave or hinder you from burying your dead wife. So Abraham stood up and bowed to the people of the land, the Hittites, and Abraham said to them, If you are willing to grant my dead a proper burial, listen to me and plead with Ephron the son of Zohar for me, so that he may give and sell to me the cave of Machpelah, which he owns. It is at the end of this field. Let him Give it to me here in your presence for the full price as a burial site, which I may keep forever among you. Now Ephron was present there among the sons of Heth. So within the hearing of all the sons of Heth and all who were entering the gates of his city, Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham saying, No, my lord, hear me. I give you the entire field. I also give you the cave that is in it. In the presence of the men of my people, I will give it to you. Bury your dead here. Then Abraham bowed down before the people of the land. He said to Ephron in the presence of the people of the land, If you would only listen, please accept my offer 
and I will give you the price of the field. Accept it from me, and I will bury my dead here. Ephron replied to Abraham, My lord, listen to me. The land you seek is worth 400 shekels of silver. What is that between you and me? So bury your dead. So Abraham listened to Ephron and agreed to his terms, and he weighed out for Ephron the amount of silver which he had named in the hearing of the Hittites, 400 shekels of silver, according to the weights current among the merchants. So the field of Ephron in Machpelah, which was to the east of Mamah, Hebron, the field and the cave which was in it, and all the trees that were in the field, and in all its borders around it, were deeded over legally to Abraham as his possession in the presence of the Hittites, before all who were entering at the gate of his city. After this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, to the east of Mamah, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. The field and the cave in it were deeded over to Abraham by the Hittites as a permanent possession and burial place. Psalm 23 The Lord, the Psalmist's Shepherd, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, to guide and to shield me. I shall not want. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still and quiet waters. He refreshes and restores my soul, my life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort and console me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell forever throughout all my days in the house and in the presence of the Lord. Matthew 23. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and Pharisees have seated themselves in Moses' chair of authority as teachers of the law. So practice and observe everything they tell you, but do not do as they do, for they preach things but do not practice them. The scribes and Pharisees tie up heavy loads that are hard to bear and place them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not lift a finger to make them lighter. They do all their deeds to be seen by men, for they make their phylacteries, tephilim, wide to make them more conspicuous and make their tassels long. They love the place of distinction and honour at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues, those on the platform near the scrolls of the law facing the congregation, and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and public forums and to have people call them rabbi. But do not be called rabbi, teacher, for one is your teacher, and you are all equally brothers. Do not call anyone on earth who guides you spiritually your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Do not 
let yourselves be called leaders or teachers. For one is your leader, teacher, the Christ. But the greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be raised to honour. But woe, and judgment is coming to you, self-righteous scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven in front of people, for you do not enter yourselves, nor do you allow those who are in the process of entering to do so. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you swallow up widows' houses, and to cover it up you make long prayers, therefore you will receive the greater condemnation. Woe to you, self-righteous scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you travel over sea and land to make a single proselyte convert to Judaism, and when he becomes a convert, you make him twice as much of a son of hell as you are. And woe to you, blind guides, who say, whoever swears an oath by the sanctuary of the temple, that is nothing, non-binding, but whoever swears an oath by the gold of the temple is obligated as a debtor to fulfil his vow and keep his promise. You fools and blind men, which is more important, the gold or the sanctuary of the temple that sanctified the gold? And you, scribes and Pharisees, say, whoever swears an oath by the altar, that is nothing, non-binding, but whoever swears an oath by the offering, on it he is obligated as a debtor to fulfil his vow and keep his promise. You spiritually blind men, which is more important, the offering or the altar that sanctifies the offering? Therefore, whoever swears an oath by the altar, swears both by it and by everything offered on it. And whoever swears an oath by the sanctuary of the temple, swears by it and by him who dwells within it. And whoever swears an oath by heaven, swears both by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. And woe to you, self-righteous scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you give a tenth a tithe of your mint and dill and cumin, focusing on minor matters, and have neglected the weightier, more important moral and spiritual provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the primary things you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You spiritually blind guides, who strain out a gnat, consuming yourselves with minuscule matters and swallow a camel, ignoring and violating God's precepts. Woe to you, self-righteous scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and of the plate, but inside they are full of extortion and robbery and self-indulgence, unrestrained greed. You spiritually blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and of the plate and examine and change your inner self to conform to God's precepts so that the outside, your public life and deeds may be clean also. Woe to you, self-righteous scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. So you also outwardly seem to be just and upright to men, but inwardly you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, self-righteous scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build tombs for the prophets and decorate and adorn the monuments of the righteous. And you say, if we had been living in the days of our fathers, we would not have joined them in shedding the blood of the prophets. And so you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the allotted measure of guilt of your father's sins. You serpents, you spawn of vipers, 
How can you escape the penalty of hell? Therefore take notice. I am sending you prophets and wise men, interpreters, teachers and scribes, men educated in the Mosaic law and the writings of the prophets. Some of them you will kill and even crucify, and some you will flog in your synagogues and pursue and persecute from city to city, so that on you will come the guilt of all the blood of the righteous shed on the earth from the blood of the righteous, Abel to the blood of Zechariah the priest, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, the judgment for all these things, these vile and murderous deeds, will come on this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who murders the prophets and stones to death those messengers who are sent by God, how often I wanted to gather your children together around me, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you are unwilling. Listen carefully. Your house is being left to you, desolate, completely abandoned by God, and destitute of his protection. For I say to you, you will not see me again, ministering to you publicly until you say, blessed to be celebrated with praise, is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Wow. And Father, I repent. And I repent because there's so many ideals and practices and traditions and things I've observed that I've held so dearly to, which you have said that we should not do. Calling ourselves teachers, leaders, spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers, and you've spoken against this. Now, I know that there's context and I know that Jesus was speaking specifically to a certain group of people at a certain point in history. But your word is the way in which we are to walk. The Holy Spirit, Lord, leads us into all truthfulness. And I ask you to have mercy on us and to forgive us for living like hypocrites, saying one thing and doing another, practicing one thing and observing another. I ask you wholeheartedly that you'd forgive me. And Father, I'm thinking about the way Abraham grieved when he buried Sarah. But you fulfilled your promise to them. You said you'd give them a son, and you did. And that reminds me, Father, that even though we make mistakes, and even though we don't do things exactly the way you've asked us, you still fulfill your promises to us. You are indeed our shepherd, and you do guide us. And I ask you, Father, to lead us in paths of righteousness and justice that we would not be in any need because you have everything that we desire. Father, I thank you that it's not too late to live a life without hypocrisy, to live a life without religion, to live a life without vices, to live a life where we do not swear by things that We have no business swearing by. Heavenly Father, have mercy on us and lead us in the way that's everlasting. Have your perfect way. In Jesus' name.
Now I'm going to hand you over to Naya, who will lead you in a prayer of salvation. Please listen to each line and repeat um, after her. Thank you, Naya. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me and giving me and forgiving me of my sin, so I can have a personal relationship with you. I am sincerely sorry for the mistakes I've made, and I know I need you to help me live right. Your word says in Romans 10 verse 9, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe you are the Son of God and I confess you as my Saviour and Lord. Take me just as I am and work in my heart, making me the person you want me to be. I want to live for you, Jesus, and I am so grateful to, grateful to you for giving me a fresh start in the new life with you today. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Naya <laughs> and Jaden. Now, if that was your first time praying the prayer of salvation, we would like to warmly welcome you into the family of God. It's the best decision that you'll ever make and um, <laughs> I would like to encourage you to join your local church online, read your Bible every single day, listen to music that glorifies God, surround yourself with um, other believers, like-minded people, people proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord and just remember that you are absolutely loved and so valued and you made the best decision today to follow Christ. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.